0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Oh my goodness, we're back guys. We're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, I have been waiting for some dramas to start and for me to watch some dramas so that I can get back on here and record another episode for y'all. I did have in mind to do a um, ramblings and with you know ramblings and musings with Lola episode but I thought you know what just hold off I'll get and collect more to talk about for a new um, ramblings episode but first I need to talk about a first impressions of the recently started drama Yumi's Sales. So as you know I mentioned this in my last Ramblings um, and Musings episode that I was excited to watch and start Yumi's sales and it was something that I'm not familiar with as far as the webtoon that is based on but in all the kind of casting um, news and as it was you know coming to be I got more and more interested in the drama not necessarily like I didn't go and read the webtoons because I was so interested I was like nope I don't like to do that if I miss the webtoons I'm not going back I'm gonna just go wait for the drama but it did kind of make me interested in the webtoon as well because um it just looks really really adorable really really cute I was like something about this drama is gonna be adorable However, I didn't know the extent and like I tend to do, I don't do too much research into what the actual story is about because I like to just jump in and just see what happens, see what hits me those first episodes. And that was the case for Yumi's sales. So I knew there was like a cute aspect to it because of the little cells that live in her head, but are basically her brain cells. I knew that was the point of the little cute little um, animated characters. I was like, what are they doing in her brain? You know, what kind of, what kind of person um, are we going to be inside their brain as? I didn't know. So starting this drama and the first kind of intro into like, oh, this is you, me, Sel was just like, yeah, I'm signing on for this one. <laughs> So let me give you all a kind of quick synopsis of the first two episodes and kind of what this drama seems to be about based off of what I watched. Again, I I didn't read a synopsis. I don't know what the entire story is, is supposed to be about. This is just kind of what I've gathered from the first two episodes. And then after I give you that information, I'm gonna move into my kind of first impressions, my first thoughts after watching these two episodes. So yeah, um, Yumi's sales, guys. I'm, I'm. I'm. Can you already tell that I'm really, really happy to be talking about this? I. Yeah, I have stuff to say about Yumi's sales. So basically, Yumi's sales is a um, webtoon adaptation drama that we've had so many of this year but you know a lot of times that is good because you have a built-in story it's there people already have a you already have a built-in fan base so all you have to do is cast to cast the the drama correctly and you're probably gonna do well and I can already tell like with the casting of it for the drama actually aired a lot of people were happy with the casting, so I was excited since it seemed like people who knew the original, you know, source material was happy about the casting. I feel comfortable being happy about the casting as well. So um, we have Yumi, Kim Yumi, who is played by Kim Go Un, and we know Miss Go Un from so many greats, um, the Goblin. Um, Oh, the goblin <laughs> not the goblin I meant goblin and then you know she was also in our questionable drama the king internal monarch she's you know been in cheese in the trap but she's also a very uh, she's a movie actress as well so you I feel like she's done more movies than she has drama. so there's that. Um, but she typically does really well. She's a great actress. Um, and seeing her in this in this role, I was like, okay, is she gonna be on kind of cutesy side of things or what? Like, you know, what is she gonna be doing? She was she's she's hilarious to say the least. And not not actually hilarious. She's actually um, I, wait, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Let me not stop. So Kim Go-Un is playing Kim Yumi, who is the title character. It's Yumi's cells. So Yumi's brain cells. And then we also have um, some people that she works with. Um, Minho is playing Che ungi um, We have Lee Yubi playing Ruby. Um, we also have her kind of, I believe going to be her love interest. He's another kind of main character. We have An Bo Hyun playing Gu Wong um, and we in, get introduced to him in the second episode. So I believe that's going to be our male lead um, in this drama. And then there's a lot of other kind of people who work with them. Um, in addition to our kind of main actors on screen we also have Yumi's cells and I think it's weird saying Yumi's cells because I think of them as like her brain cells if you just say cells I just think about like her whole body but like they're I think they're just like her you know brain cells and you know the little joke of like man I only have one brain cell like it's that kind of in you know being realized in this little you know drama but there are little animated sales that have their own kind of village that we get to watch um, them live in and we understand this is happening in Yumi's brain. It's genius um, to say the least. It's just like that um, and I always forget the title of Inside Out. The the little cartoon Pixar film um, that came out years ago about the girl's emotions um, and you get to see her emotions inside of her brain or whatever. It's the same concept with Yumi's cells. We get to see these brain cells, you know, living in her in Yumi's brain and helping her kind of function day to day and help her interact with others day to day and control her emotions or not control her emotions day to day. So we get to see that with these kind of little, little animated characters. They are adorable. Let me just start by saying that the actual design um, and like the way that they're drawn, they're so cute. They have like these like little one pieces on, like little onesie type outfits with like a hood kind of thing. So it's like, they have if they have hair you get to see their hair coming from out of the little hood thing it's so cute so they're like super round and small big eyes oh my gosh they're so freaking cute um and then they're all labeled different like their names are their kind of emotion that they represent or um the kind of feeling um that they represent so for example you have rationality sale (laughs) like that's his name you have hunger sale you have um they're in the with the titling of i'm sorry in the subtitling of the drama they were calling one of her main sales sensitivity sale and then but at the same time like i saw a red that you can just call her emotion sale but she basically I like sensitivity a little bit better than just emotion because they all kind of sometimes represent different emotions. But, like, she is the one that's, like, front and center when it comes to, like, her feelings. Like, her, you know, how she reacts to different things. If she's happy, if she's sad. You know, she is kind of right there in the front center for that. And I love her. I think she's so funny. I think she's feisty. She's the feistiest one to me, Um, the emotion cell. She does not take... Anything. She's like, this is how we feel and this is what's going to happen because I feel this way. Like, that's how she is and how she handles with, you know, Yumi. Um, but then you also have Fashion Sale, who was locked up in jail. Oh my gosh, hilarious. Um, then there's um, Love Cell. Love Cell is also kind of a main character in this drama. And I can't wait to talk a little bit more about Love Cell. But basically, that's kind of like the the characters in our drama so let's now get into what happened in these first two episodes so the drama starts (laughs) with Yumi sleeping and we are like okay she's sleeping she looks peaceful in her bed and then we realize that someone is in bed next to her and it is Minho who's playing Che and in the process of you know her waking up and she's like you know he's asking her like what time is it and she's like oh we still have time let's sleep in a little bit you know that kind of thing and you're like ooh you me, who are you you waking up with you know Minho in bed next to you <laughs> And Minho is uh, Minho from Shiny, so that's why I'm just calling him by his name because most people know him. Uh, But I was just like, oh, this is how this drama is starting. Okay. And it was hilarious and it was adorable because, of course, it was a dream. But it was cute because when she wakes up for the dream, she's like kind of still looking for him. And I don't know if you've had dreams like that where it's like you you dream that you go shopping on a shopping spree and you buy all these nice things that you've always wanted. And then when you wake up from that dream, you're like, oh, okay, where's that new, you know, that new bag I bought? And it's like no you dream that you didn't really buy that but you and really wake up feeling that it's supposed to be there because you're like I know I it felt so real and so when she woke up from her dream with having Minho in the bed beside her she was woke up like kind of looking for him it was so funny but she also kind of like you know laughs at herself and shakes her head like oh my goodness what are you doing you know better than that having a dream a dream like that <laughs> about your coworker cuz we find out that she works with Minho. Um but you also get to get introduced to her little brain cells at this point too. You hear them kind of reacting to her little dream about Minho and it's adorable and hilarious. They are a mess in her mind. I mean, and it's so funny because that's literally the real representation of, I think, most human beings' minds. It's like, you got so much going on in there at one time and they're just kind of all competing against each other and all yelling at each other. And then one has to come out on top, you know, in the, in that moment or in a moment. So yeah, they, you get to be introduced to her brain cells in this kind of morning sequence of her, you know, waking up from her dream where she was in bed with her coworker. <laughs> (laughs) But that's basically the intro to Yumi. You're like, oh, this is how this drama is going to play out. Okay, Yumi's a grown woman, all right? This is where I was like, I think this is what I want to watch. I'm signing up for this. But what comes after that is a sequence or series of, of moments that kind of just were like, This is what we're talking about here. We're talking about experiencing the life of this single woman who works this nine to five job and is alone and lives by herself and is 32 years old and had a horrible breakup three years ago, so much so that she doesn't believe in love anymore. (laughs) And you're like, that's the story of Yumi. And what I loved about that was that that's when I realized that we were watching a slice of life kind of story. And if you've listened to me in the past, you know I love me some slice of life stories. That's typically what I'm drawn to. even though I'm a big fan of action romance, my real love um, of kind of genre is slice of life. If you do it correctly, because you can do slice of life and do it wrong and it'd be boring and you're like, OK, snoozeville. But when you do slice of life right, you should feel completely connected and immersed in this other character's life so much so that you start to see yourself in it and it's glorious and it makes the the journey in this person's this character's life so much more meaningful um And that's, to me, what makes a good slice-of-life experience. So the first episode, meeting Yumi and listing off all of her kind of characteristics, as in she's been living by herself for four years. She's single. She is 32. She works this kind of traditional nine-to-five job. And she, you know, because she doesn't have anything else going on in her life, she is really good at her job. She's promoted. She got promoted in her job, you know. Everything that was listing off as characteristics for Yumi, I thought, hey, why can I relate so much to Yumi? <laughs> it was scary how much I was relating to Yumi. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. I don't know if I want to watch a But that is like, reflecting my life back onto me, basically, because that's how I felt with this first kind of episode of Yumi Sales. I thought, wait a second, this is hitting a little too close to home. I want to escape my personal reality. I don't want to watch it play out on screen, right? So that's kind of my real initial reaction to this drama. But in the first episode, this is is what we get to see. We get to see Yumi this you know single woman living her life, going from day to day, going from moment to moment, just trying to exist, and we get to see her brain cells play that out, like how she navigates this world and how they're helping her navigate this world. But what we realize is right off the bat is that Yumi has been scarred in the past. She had a horrible breakup a couple years ago, maybe they said, I think they said three years ago. Um, and in that moment when she broke up, she cried so much that her brain cells, the village that they live in, were flooded with tears. And during that great flood, the love cell, one of her cells, the loved one, had, had was swept away in the, in the flood. And it, the love cell didn't die but it is currently in a coma and it has not woken up for three years. And so this is kind of the structure of the life that's happening in her brain. There's this entire village. These little cells have their own kind of way of functioning and living. And I love seeing that. It's like two different settings. You have the village where the brain cells live and then you have Yumi's real world life, what she's actually dealing with every day. And so in the flood, and when love the love cell, you know, gets swept away and is unfortunately placed in a coma, it makes sense to Yumi's real world life where she basically hasn't fallen for anyone in three years. But at her job she has this little crush on Minho's character Che Ungi. And because of that crush, you start to see her love cell kind of like You know, coughing or coming back to life from the, you know, waking up from the coma slightly, and it's adorable because you get like how it correlates. Like the love cell is was in a coma, so she hasn't fallen for anyone in three years, but now she's met this guy, she has a little crush on him, and now the love cell is trying to wake back up from its coma. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. So I love how that it correlates, her little village in her brain correlates to what's actually happening in her kind of day-to-day life. So things like that are kind of what happened in the first episode. We get to see that Yumi is trying to kind of turn her crush into something more with Min Ho's character, but also she's competing with another coworker, Ruby, who seems to also have their her eyes on um Che Ungi. And Ruby is, you know, basically trying to move in. But the the thing is is that Yumi is five years older than ungi She is his somebody at work and, you know, it's already a point of contention in her brain. Her anxiety sale is very vocal about her making herself look like a fool by pursuing this younger guy at work. So her anxiety sale is always kind of yelling at everybody like, I don't think she should be pursuing him. He's too young. She's gonna look crazy. Ruby's gonna spread rumors about her. And it's hilarious the way that her like sales are like her her brain cells act as the audience as well like things that we're kind of want to say or think it's like they speak up for us as well hilarious um but yeah so that kind of happens in the first episode yumi's trying to turn her crush with minho into something more while also fighting against ruby who's also trying to you know sweep in on with minho then we get to the second episode, and I'm not doing. I'm trying not to do a actual recap because I don't want to ruin the major points of the first two episodes. In case you're you haven't watched it yet, but I am kind of just trying to give you like a like I said a synopsis of the first two episodes. So in the second episode, after we kind of see Yumi get a chance to, I'm gonna put air quilts around, go on a date uh, with. Chae um, we see her kind of preparing for that date and this was a funny one because she was preparing for a date they, the brain cells in the village decided that they wanted her fashion cell to come back um, because they need her fashion cell to basically dress her for the date <laughs> and it's so funny because the fashion cell in the village has been in jail for three years <laughs> because the fashion sale caused her to buy this dress that ended in turn made her spend tons of money that she did not have and put her in debt basically um, and so they're like she basically ruined um, Yumi's life in that moment so you you need to go to jail so they they pardoned they you know pardoned the fashion sale to get out of jail for this date so that she can be dressed. <laughs> get why i love this already like this is so freaking cute like this is all happening in the little you know the brain cells village while we're still watching yumi day to day living her life like i think it's genius i love it i love it i love it so much um and it just gives the the episodes like dimension you know because you're never just kind of plainly like following um Yumi just going from going to work going home going on a date you know like you're not just following that you're also following her her brain cells and how they are interacting with these moments in her life and it's glorious it's glorious it's glorious it's glorious okay so in the first in the second episode she is getting herself ready to go on a date with um ungi and again that's date with air quotes around it um and she also is when she gets on the date with him she's also trying to fight off ruby because ruby has also made her way to this area where they're supposed to be having this little outing um But she runs from Ruby and they hide away from Ruby and then after hiding away from Ruby she gets a long time, uh, you know, some alone time with Cheungi and they discuss kind of like what's happening between them and long story short, Yumi finds out that it is not um, he is not interested in her in the way that she was interested in him. This leads Yumi uh, to calls another flood in her brain and so her brain cells village goes through a, a process of being flooded again and her love cell that had woken up from a coma to prepare her for this love that was blooming um, with Chegi she um, is washed away with the flood again. Unfortunately, she does not go back into a coma, but she does get, you know, flushed away um, to an island far, far away. And that's where her love cell is currently. But um, what it does come to pass with her meeting with Eun Gi is that he wants to set her up on a date with um, a friend of his who is her age. (laughs) That's nothing, not to say anything, but basically, he. He wants to set her up for it with a friend of his. And that friend, we find out, is the Gu Gong character played by Ahn Bo Hyun. He is like a nerdy kind of computer geek uh, guy. Who, you know, just living his life. He works with his friends, um, and one of his friends is a girl that he's known for a really long time and he has kind of always been in a push and pull with her. He doesn't know if they are more than what they are and he's always confused by her. So Che Ungi, who is his friend, decides like, hey, you need to let her go. You need to go date. That's why I want you to meet my, my co worker, Yumi. She, I think you two would be great for each other. So he kind of becomes a matchmaker and sets Yumi and Gu Wong up. Yumi agrees, even though she's completely heartbroken um, by Chae Ungi, she agrees to go on the blind date. Her brain cells are like, you know. What the heck? You you know they, she didn't want to let him down, so she decided to just say yes to the blind date. She'll just go on it and then be done with it. Um, and so, episode two, we get to see her uh, go on this meet this this blind date, um, and that's kind of where the episode ends. So, yes, that is the kind of quick synopsis of the first two episodes of Yumi's sales and. I just have to say, I absolutely love this drama straight off the bat. It is so good. I cannot explain to you how much I'm enjoying this drama after just two episodes. I don't even know how many episodes it's going to be. I'm hoping it's a 16 episode um, drama because I could watch this for, for, for a long time, which I feel that way with most slice of life dramas or things that I read or watch I like slice of life because I feel like that character I can continue to watch them experience things every single day of their life. That's why it's life of Life. Like, you don't mind seeing these moments, these everyday moments of these characters' lives. So I'm really excited to see kind of like what Yumi's day-to-day is going to look like going forward with this new guy that's being introduced to her. And the other cool thing is that we get introduced to um, Gu, um, Gu Wong's brain cells as well so it's gonna be uh, so much fun and that's not something I was expecting I didn't know that we were going to be able to see inside someone else's mind and see their brain cells and how they think and how they interact so watching um, a story where people are falling in love together, and while watching them fall in love with each other, we get to see what's going on inside their mind. It's going to be so much fun. I can already tell. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love this from already. Just two episodes in, and I'm like, yep, this is the one. This is this is going to be fun. I'm having a blast already. I like I said, I love the the correlation between the, the the brain cells, Yumi cells and what's going on in her outward life. Like going inward and then outward, going inward and then going outward. That kind of Process throughout the entire episode is so much fun. Like I said, it gives it some dimension. You're not just bl- plainly following her. Um, you know, going to work, waking up, having dreams. You know, about Min you know, Ho. You're not doing that. You're actually getting a chance to to see the motivations on why she's acting the way that she's acting. Um, like for example, when she is kind of heartbroken after the, the situation with Che Ungi, she doesn't want people to worry about her or think something's wrong with her, so she puts on a facade. She fakes she she's faking it to make it, you know. And seeing her brain cells discuss, like, why she should do that. Why would a person do that? You know, like I said, it's, it's a, to me, the way that this drama works, it's like a reflection of, like, how other, how you think and how people think, how the mind works. And I love that because it makes me also look at myself and how my mind works and, like, how I decide to act and treat other people. Like, like I said, for example, when she, um, Puts on a, you know, basically a fake smile. She laughs at everything anyone says. She just keeps, you know, like, you know, thumbs upping people because she's like trying to pretend like she's Okay. Um, we see that on, you know, in her outward appearance, appearance, but in her brain, in her brain, little village, we get to see them discuss, like, why would a person do that? They don't want the other, her co-workers to worry about her. They don't want, she doesn't want her co-workers to think she's bad at them. You know, she doesn't want to have them, you know, ask her questions. You know, that is true. That is why people do the things that they do sometimes. It's like, you, you know, like, I'm pretending to be this way so that I don't have to discuss this with you, you know, and having her brain cell be there to kind of explain that to us. I like that because it's true. I relate to that. That is exactly a reason why you would, you know, fake it to make it. And sometimes, um, something else that I really, really enjoy is the the kind of again there's something i like with slice of life is that you set up this entire kind of like crew around her like where she works her work office you get to see the kind of characters in her work office and it's not many characters like you know like you have just enough so that you can get to know what she's working with or who she's working with and then but then also enough to kind of be interested in those individual people as well like ruby and che so much so that oongi Connects us to our other character, our other main um, character. So I love that. Like everyone's kind of connected in a weird way. So it doesn't make, so it doesn't feel artificial when they do meet or fall in love or connect. It all makes sense. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm just absolutely floored by how adorable this drama is while it's still being super relatable not cheesy not kind of gimmicky like even though it's like this gimmick you know of like you get to see her brain cells and it's like no it's still not gimmicky i still feel like it makes sense i feel like it helps break up some of the monotony of a slice of life drama where it is kind of just like you do get to see them wake up go to bed go to work you know eat eat out meet up with friends you know it you you break that up a little bit You just inject it with tons of humor. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. Um, They are so funny. I don't even know who are the voice who's voicing a lot of these um, little love sales because you know they're all cartoons. They're all little you know cartoon characters, but. I am like, they are wonderful as well. Like I said, they are hilarious. One of my favorite, I said, was the sensitivity sale or emotion sale. I think she's a firecracker, man. She is hilarious. She's the one who's like, she's emotional to say the least she's very sensitive to say the least and I love anxiety cell as well because in the midst of her being anxious it's like you you understand why she's anxious though like her anxiety cell makes sense you know like yeah I agree with the anxiety cell but then you know you have her emotion cell coming in like shut up and so there's like they're like fighting amongst each other, trying to see who's gonna win and come out on top. It's just genius. It really, really is genius. And it like I said, it breaks up the monotony of a slice of life drama. And so people who I think you know most people aren't huge fans of slice of like dramas because they do find it kind of a little stale at times I feel like a lot of people would really enjoy this one because of the difference with like this brain cell village that you get to also watch um and I like that it's animated I love that it's animated something super fun about watching animation within like a you know an actual you know in live um Live drama, like I really think it's—it's it's something to it. I don't—I don't think I've watched many things like that, but I, when I do, I—I I tend to kind of like it. Um, and again, like I said, it doesn't feel gimmicky, even though it is just nothing but gimmicks as far as like her, each of her little emotions or these little creatures running around her head. Uh, but so cute, so much fun. I'm absolutely in love with it already. I would highly recommend it to people who traditionally don't like slice of life dramas because I think this would be one that you could get down easily because it's just so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And the kind of cartoon aspect does kind of break it up a little bit. Um, but also, if you love slice of life dramas, this is one I think you should check out. Again, I, this is just my first impressions. These are just the first two episodes, but I'm already in love Um already in love with it and like i said i can watch this play out i think for a lot of episodes so i don't know if it's gonna be 16 episodes or what i haven't seen that yet um i keep looking for it but either way i think this is gonna be fun i think a lot of people are gonna like it um yeah, I would say I'm sticking out. I'm sticking around for this one. I think this one's going to be one that I finish, Um, and I don't know if I'm going to need to do any other kind of like check-ins, like midpoints or final impressions, because like I said, it's, it's so straightforward. You can tell exactly how the story is going to play out, but like at the same time, you know, this is something that you just kind of enjoy episode week from week. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm almost thinking like could I do a weekly recap of this? Because like I said, I love the little everyday happenings that Yumi's going through. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it. But either way Highly recommend this drama after just watching the first two episodes. I think I will be recommending this to some of my non K drama watching friends. I think a lot of them would like this, watch this and like it. It's very relatable. Like I said, I felt like I was looking at myself and <laughs> play out on the screen and it was a little, little disturbing in the beginning, but I got over it and I definitely think it was, it's gonna feed into my reason for really, really enjoying this drama. Um, but yeah, Yumi Sale is amazing already. Highly recommended, and I will be sticking around to watch this drama. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I got for my first impressions of Yumi Sales. If you all want me to do more with Yumi Sales, keep checking in about it. Let me know. Send me a comment, DM on Instagram or on my um, blog, Lola Pops Off about K dramas, and I will definitely come back and talk about you yourselves if you need me to. <laughs> all right. So that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.